Okay, we're here at uh, Davies Tavern uh, in London at the One to One Conference with Atlantic Lithium, Neil Herbert and um, Amanda Harsa. So why don't you tell us what a very short snippet of the 20-minute discussion or 30-minute discussion you just had with a room full of uh, 20 Brits. So, in summary then, uh, we've been talking about a Rewoya project for Atlantic Lithium, which is in Ghana, which is now at a very advanced stage. So, we actually recently got the mining lease, so we now have the green light to take the project to production. Looking forward to breaking ground on it next September, and with production, first production by the middle of the year following. And indeed, the full plant operating the year after that. So we're looking at total production of 365,000 tons per annum. Uh, we are a low-cost producer, low capex, a very simple processing. So that means the capex is only 185 million. And we are looking at all-in sustaining costs of $675. So as it stands today, people are worrying about the lithium price, which has fallen below $1,700. But that's a fantastic margin. If you're in the mining business, you'll appreciate you don't see those very often. So we're looking forward to take for the project forward as we go into next year. Uh, we have recently received two offers for the company at 33 pence. That works out at 63 cents Australian. Uh, we currently trade at only 26 pence, but that offer actually came from our largest shareholder who knows the project very well, which is an endorsement in itself. So we look forward to having more investors coming forward from our friends here. It's very interesting. Uh, in Australia, there's a huge takeover frenzy, and then all the companies that are being bid, you know, go up to the bid price. And you did that your first day of trading because the Aussie stock traded before the AIM stock and traded almost to the offer price. But then AIM started trading it, and they traded down, you know, only up 25%. So you're now trading at like a 30% discount to the bid price, which means the market does not anticipate another bidder. But I don't know, Amanda has had some inbound because there's been a process for offtake underway. And yeah, that's right. So we've got a process for offtake. We've got uh, many interested parties in that. And so with the bids that were made by SOAR, it kind of makes it interesting for other parties then to come along. All right. So non-investment advice, do your own research. Can't really comment on alternative bidders, but uh, there's lots of market disconnects you know, in the world. Uh, Africa has become a, a major uh, producer of spodumene, but they are coming from highly risky countries. Uh, Romney always talks the Fraser Institute, the bottom of the Fraser Institute is Zimbabwe, DRC, and Mali, you know, three lithium uh, jurisdictions, but uh, Botswana and Ghana are the top. And uh, the market doesn't seem to uh, value sovereign risk within Africa, you know, appropriately. So there's Lots of market disconnects here. Near-term production, I don't know, what time frame are you going to be into production? 18 months. 18 months. 18 months. And how much CapEx do you need? 185 million. Okay, but... Uh, oh, your, your, Atlantic your only share? needs 30, 38 million. Okay, partnered with Piedmont, who's going to be providing most of that equity capital. You don't need any equity, no. right? Just, you know, the prepay or yeah, the debt the financing. The, that's it's $45 right. million dollars in yep. total yep. to get this thing into production. And you also just... You have a mining lease. You have an agreement with the government, and you just announced some new exploration licenses. So, like, what's the exploration potential for this project? Look, we've only explored 3% of the whole, our whole tenement area, and we haven't drilled a hole more than five kilometres outside of a warrior. So we have um, 
a great upside that we see going into the future, especially with these new licenses coming in, in okay. terms of different pegmatite fields. So you're 35 million tonnes total resource, like is this something that can get to 50, 75, 100 million tonnes, do you think? I know, and you can't. No, you haven't announced an exploration target, but... Um, <laughs> no, we haven't. No, but, we uh, know there's upside, yeah, and, and we'll continue to grow that resource um, to kind of continue the mine life. Okay, but we should get Len Koff back on the program to talk about the exploration upside. Absolutely. There was, you do a great job on Twitter, and I saw Len with a couple of pieces of spodumene last week, um, excited about, you know, there. Rodney, did I miss any? They no, that's all good. The, uh, yeah, we'll follow up with Lennon. Because that's, that's meaningful upside to take it beyond 13 years. I don't think people understand, you know, in terms of life of equipment and so on, you can add another 7 to 10 years of yeah, that absolutely. and gets a phenomenal return. So we look forward to seeing that resource expand. All right. All right, we're here in London at Davies Wine Taverns in uh, St. James's. Uh, I'm here with Rodney. I haven't seen him, I think, since the Fast Markets Conference in June. But we're here with Steve Driscoll, one of our $300 Patreons. First time we uh, actually met in person. Yeah, We've had our true. quarterly Zoom calls. And uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. And also, you are on Twitter. If you want to follow Steve, you can do so at? Steve G. Driscoll. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, retired uh, ex-chief exec, uh, made a few quid, uh, looking to see what I can do with it, uh, and as a consequence, spent a bit of time investing in, or finding out about lithium and investing in lithium stocks. Came across these two guys uh, online, thought I'd trial their $300 uh, Patreon, which I've been doing now for just over a year. We talk quarterly, they keep me up to speed on everything that's happening in the markets. I can talk to them in between time if I need to, and today we've met for the first time in actual person. All right, so uh, what stocks uh, do you think that uh, everyone on Twitter should uh, own? Oh, uh, well, they're all cheap at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I mean, Winsome uh, has been a, a good one for me. Um, just been to, talking to some guys at Lithium One today for, who I invested in earlier this year, not so good, but they've got a good story, so hopefully that will improve. Uh, I think all the big boys are seriously undervalued at the moment as well. The sort of Albemarle's of this world, the Pilbara's, uh, Minres, all of which I own. Yeah, you're optimistic about uh, Argentina now that we have uh, you know new president? I don't invest in the brine stocks, so I don't really follow the Argentinian market. All right. All right. Well, thanks very much, Steve. And uh, anyone out there want to join us as $100 or $300 patrons? For a $100 patron, you get group calls once a quarter, but $300, you know, you get one-on-one -on -one service. So thanks again, Steve. It's been no great problem. to see Thank you in person. All right. Thanks very much. Cheers, lads. Chris Evans and Simon from Winsome Resources. Uh, you just had a full day of meetings. Uh, Chris, what are you telling people now with you have five jewel rigs turning since we last uh, saw you in the Peter Gabriel concert in New York? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, we've added the fifth drill rig since then. Uh, probably the, what we talk about today is the near-term catalysts. Maiden Resource coming out early Q1 next year and that's going to be a globally significant resource. Um, and the interesting thing about that is many of the, the majority, I should say, of the drill meters that contribute towards that resource are from quite a while ago. Our labs have been very slow and we've got a whole lot of something in the order of 20,000 meters backed up in the lab. So this is going to be a quick, quick turnaround from now um, and, it's, and it's going to contribute to further upgrades next year in our resource. And of course we've got our study work going on at the moment too. Alright, so you've been travelling a lot, what, six times to North America this year? Five times Five to North times. America, yeah, just back from Canada, spent some time with the Mysticini 
um, in the Mistissini community, the traditional owners of our land. Uh, it was great to see them. I had a traditional feast. Once again, met the Tallyman, who's the head, the head landowner uh, over Adina. And really interesting to see his perspectives on the land and the, the rapport we're building with them uh, as we'll ultimately be working together for many years to come. Chris, uh, so just to give everyone an idea, how late can you drill in the season and when do you start up again? We can essentially drill all year round. Um, the, the drillers take a break for about 12 days over Christmas, but that's it. The five rigs stop on about the 20th of December and we resume about the 4th of January, something like that. So it's all systems go and, and assays, stuff going out for assays. That's it. And we're in the process of changing labs to lower our assay time. That's been one of the key. It's not by no means holding up our maiden resource, uh, but it's frustrating our modelling efforts along the way. And uh, in terms of uh, EA and, and doing that analysis, how is that work coming along? All underway. We've got environmental studies occurring at the moment. We've had a weather station installed, which is part of the data gathering and baseline information we need for our approvals. We have mining studies going on and we're currently recruiting for a VP of projects to be based in Canada and specifically look after our studies next year because the pre-feasibility study towards the end of next year is going to be one of the key outputs from our project. Right. That's great. Um, so in the last quarter, uh, there's been a ton of activity in uh, Western Australia and nowhere else uh, in terms of M&A. Uh, but they have, we're calling earlier this year, like James Bay, you know, the, the, the Pilbara uh, and the next hotspot. So uh, is that still the case? I mean, you, you have $70 million, you know, cashed up, you know, much more significant than some of your peers. But, uh, you know, do you see acquisition opportunities and, and like, where are, where's Gina and, and Minrez and I know Albemarle's kind of come in, but like, do you expect that type of activity to, uh, you know, turn around into uh, James Bay? I'll leave that that question to our Chief Development Officer. <laughs> I think the answer is um, potentially. It appears over the last few months with the level of activity in Western Australia that the strategics that are really looking to secure supply have really been frustrated and therefore have at this stage withdrawn um, what it appears to be either withdrawn interest um, or they've been pushed out. So it could lead to uh, interest outside of Australia and Quebec and James Bay is the natural, is the natural region for that. All right, excellent. Uh, this is just meant to be a, a quick snippet uh, live here in uh, London uh, to be continued um, in the next kind of like couple of weeks and, and months. So.